Hey everybody, welcome to a very special Pack Your Mics bonus episode. I am here with Ezra and Kyle, and we are about to sit down and chat, and we are very lucky today to be chatting with Zoe Jackson and Kat Sullivan, two magical elves. They are executive producers for Top Chef Amateurs, the new show, dropping on Bravo this week. And we got to preview a couple of the episodes, and we got a bunch of fun questions for them. We're going to play a little game and try not to embarrass ourselves too much. It's a really fun interview. And uh, just a little bit of background. So Zoe and Kat both have been producers on the Top Chef flagship program, uh, but they've also worked on a variety of other shows. Zoe's worked on Top Chef Junior, she's also worked on Chopped, among other things. And Kat has also worked on shows like MasterChef and Food Truck Race and even American Ninja Warrior Junior just training these little tiny ninja warriors. It's actually kind of scary. But they we have a great chat with them, and I think you're really going really gonna to like it, and I think you're really going to like Top Chef Amateurs when that comes out soon. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back with our finale episode of Top Chef Portland this weekend. Um, I'm Alex, by the way, and I'm kind of uh, the host, and then Kyle and Ezra are two of our many panelists uh, slash co-hosts, and they are here. and they are, So the three of us will be kind of peppering you with questions, and you don't have to remember who is who, but you can see our no. little wave lines move. Okay, right. I, there's a panel. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're, we're just too many co-hosts is our plan. So the, <laughs> yeah, Normally, the there's show, six of us. Yeah, the oh, general wow. issue is it's like couples, and our wives have meetings right now so they from their real jobs, so they couldn't join us. Oh, wow. So, you cut them. You said, pack your knives and go. <laughs> yeah, we did. we did. We say, pack your mics. That's our little yeah. joke. We um, love that. It's really okay, well, here. So we're, we're incredibly honored to talk to you. you your show, your new show... Top Chef Amateurs is starting very, very shortly. You've been working on this for a long time, I assume. How are you feeling? I mean, excited. Yeah? <laughs> so excited. I can't really believe it's even happening. It feels like, yeah, yeah. It was a real labor of love. Do you, <laughs> do you, of love. Do you feel nervous at this point in the process? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think nervous. Um, I think just really excited to see how people respond to it because it's Obviously, Top Chef, as you all are well aware, has a mm -hmm. big fan base and people have such a love for the property that um, it's exciting to see how people respond to this new concept and um, how we kind of get those super fans involved in it. Well, so you both have worked on multiple, besides the Top Chef flagship program, you've also worked on other competing, um, less important food shows um, <laughs> to us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so what do you see as like the ethos that sets <laughs> Top Chef apart from the other products you've worked on? I mean, there's something about Top Chef that's so special. I feel like it's kind of the OG, you know what I mean? I feel like it was, it kind of feels first. And they did it at such a high level that everything else kind of, and not to knock our other shows, because there's plenty of other good shows that do very different things than Top Chef does. Um, <laughs> but I think they've set a standard for what the what this genre of competition show should look like and they've upheld it the whole time which is i don't know it's nice to see the quality hasn't waned mm -hmm. really over the years yeah. um as a fan of the show itself well so with amateurs is there a challenge like trying to get home chefs and just like kind of fanatics up like make their cooking look up to par with the type of top chef standard you're talking about I mean, you know what? these people were so good. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were, were so all good. fantastic. Was it more than you were expecting, quality-wise? Well, I think the thing that, to, like, with Top Chef fans, is a lot of these people are going home at night or on a weekend with their families, with their like significant others, and they're actually 
practicing the techniques that they hear about. And it's something so unique, I think, to the Top Chef fandom that they actually take it upon themselves to go and try to learn how to make a risotto or try to find that weird ingredient and re, you know, and try to replicate something that they saw one of the chefs do. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really cool thing and very unique and makes them pretty good cooks. You, you mentioned the fandom a couple of times. So did you, is the draw for people who applied to this show, is it like, are there people who have always dreamed of opening restaurants and are like, I'll take any opportunity? Or is it mostly people who are already deep in Top Chef lore that wanted to be part of a program related to them? It kind of runs the gamut, but I think we leaned more towards Top Chef super fans because they, so much of the draw was like, I get to cook in the Top Chef kitchen. Uh, like this place that I've seen all of these people go through so many different times. Like, so like when people walk through the doors, they, their faces would light up and we'd all get super excited to see them be so excited mm-hmm. because yeah. so many of the people we had worked with, we've worked with like on many, many seasons over and over again. We get so right. used to it that like somebody else's excitement, like totally would rub <laughs> off on all of us. It was so cool. They would be so pumped to be there. So <laughs> that, that really was one of my favorite things about, I think, watching uh, some of the episodes uh, was that it, it really felt like kind of like backstage passes, I guess, where it's like yeah. you get to really like live vicariously in a really enjoyable way where it's like, oh, you know, it's like Top Chef for a day a little bit. But they had to show what we were going for. Awesome. <laughs> but they had to show some level of skill to get on. I couldn't have just come on, just like stolen a bunch of your rice and stuff in my bag and then lost, but had a great time. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So we definitely wanted people to actually be able to cook. It was a big goal for us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they definitely everyone had brought different skill sets. And I think that was really interesting. And I think our um, mentors, who were all Top Chef alumni, yeah. I think they were even kind of like shocked at the skill level that these home cooks were bringing into the Top Chef kitchen. Um, I think that was kind of really amazing to watch. So that was one of the things I liked so much was just watching the the different levels the amateur and the professional chefs interact in the kitchen and we've seen that on like top chef challenges where they bring in a cousin or something and have to yell at him through a wall and teach him how to cook but this was like a much more collaborative process but also i thought the professionals did a good job of staying back so was there like a uh did you give a complicated brief to blaze like this is what you can cook and what you can't cook before they go out Yes, absolutely. We kind of were like, look, you guys are there to help support these people. You're helped to make sure they don't get hurt. You're helped to make them like if they need two things going at once, you know how to manage time. Like they were there at, to like uplift these amateur chefs and not to take over. Like they were cooking with the, with the amateurs and not vice versa, if that makes sense. Yes, it, it, it was clear that that was the case. But I, I was just wondering how how much you had to. How, was that difficult for them to hold back? Did you have to be like, no, 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 calm down, calm down? Or were they like yes. just excited to be part of it right away? Uh, it depends on who we're talking about, but some people are a little bit more overzealous than others. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, I think there was there were definitely points during time where it's like, wait, 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 you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Pull back, pull back, pull back. But for the most part, they were really good at letting the amateurs shine. Like the alums were, they were just as excited to be there as the amateurs were, because I think a lot of them were scared walking into it being like, what is this? Because when you're doing a first season show, nobody really knows what, what it's about to be. But once they got in it, they're like, oh, this is actually really fun because A, the pressure isn't on them. And B, they get to like kind of be... They were getting, you know, they were getting fangirled over. Like people yeah. were really excited about like them being there, and they kind of were like, "Okay, cool. I can kind of, I can kick back. I don't have to be nervous." But every now and then, they'd be like, "Hey, you have a, 
five minutes left. Maybe don't start something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely seems like one thing that had they had to do a lot of was like reining in ideas because yes. they had so much more experience with the clock. Exactly. A lot of that was a lot of their job because we kept being like, make sure that they get everything on the plate because the one thing we don't want is for people to end up with no food. So like, yeah, they were really good about being like, hey, now you have to stop. It's time to start plating. Like, we need to do this by this time. And I don't really know that you hear that type of narrative on the regular season of the show because they're just doing it. So knowing that they're actually constantly thinking about, okay, at two minutes, I have to have my plates out. And, like, this mm-hmm. is when you start to do X, Y, and Z was kind of cool, too. Oh, that's so true. We got to, like, actually see them externalize part of that process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, one thing I, like, so this was, you were filming this right after Portland mm-hmm. in the same kitchen. So it's part of the same bubble, basically? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were living in the same hotel. We were, like, they, we were prepping this show while they were shooting that show. Right. Well, one thing that I noticed maybe was because of the bubble, but in, in Portland season, especially the judges, but it, the contestants too, there it seemed like a higher degree of camaraderie than usual. And I assumed it was because partially they were in the bubble. Was that, um, did the amateurs get to hang out and be part of that vibe in the bubble? Were the judges like having more fun than you think they might have otherwise? How did the bubble affect the shooting, do you think? Well, the amateurs were not hanging out because we had them in quarantine. So yeah. like, oh, okay. and we didn't okay. want them to know each other either. We wanted mm-hmm. to, like, we didn't want them to kind of but, know who they were cooking against. Like all of that is part of the excitement of like coming in but, for the first time. But they almost had this like immediate camaraderie because mm-hmm. it was like they're it's like they're meeting everyone in the club for the first time. Like they're meeting yeah. the other super fans. They all had the same like not this like you know, encyclopedic knowledge of the show that they were just so excited to kind of be there and meet someone else who has the same passion as they do for cooking and for Top Chef. So it was kind of like this instant, like, friendships that were being born between the cast members. Yep. So we only saw the first couple episodes, but the uh, winners um, just win. They don't come back, right? They just had a great day. Yeah, right. So, Mm -hmm. So how was it working with a show then that doesn't have character arcs over the season like that there wasn't like oh we have to make sure we set up that this person is going to or however much of that you normally do is that a hugely different experience I mean we work on so many different shows and that's the the way that it goes so it wasn't actually that much of a change it actually kind of takes some of the pressure off because we could just focus on these people's experience right here right Mm -hmm. now in this moment you know what I mean and then it's like okay did you have a good time great and like, I think it actually made it so that we could be a little bit more playful right. with it because it's like, they just, they, uh, so many of these people were kind of like, yeah, I want to win, but like, it's not really about that. It's about right. like getting to be here, meeting these people, getting my food tasted, all these things that I wanted to do and like the experience of being here. And if I get to go home with $5,000, that's awesome. But like people were not, like people were happy leaving no yeah. matter what, which was nice. They're just happy to get to be there. Yeah. I mean, that was the big uh, shiny moment for all of them was just stepping into that kitchen. It, it's so nice because you finally made a show where people were just there to make friends, which is <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, this is exactly a really that. interesting season because you had like the Portland bubble with all the returning chefs coming in. Do you think the unique setup of having all the like returning chefs judging top chef made it easier to make amateurs? Like, is was amateurs easier to make because you already had all these chefs in one place? Hmm. Hmm. 
I guess what he's asking I, is, should we do this pandemic again to make your I life? Mean, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, I mean, you know what? I'm never gonna say the pandemic made anything easier. No, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's just safe not, to say. That's yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, that's never gonna be the case. Like, yes, we had access to these people because we already had them mm -hmm. there, which was nice. But I think that they would have liked to go home and come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very true. We've been here, and if anything, they're like, we've been here for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but because we're such charming, lovely producers, they were like kind enough to stay a little longer and like hop on our show too. <laughs> I, I have one like very literal question, then a couple of more uh, imaginative ones. But literally, the, my question is for for some shows, it seems like, like Iron Chef, perhaps, it seems like the chefs have gotten challenges ahead of time. Right. Bake Off, obviously, they get to go practice. Did these chefs get any hint about what they're going to be cooking? Do they get to practice anything in particular, or was it entirely a surprise? It's entirely it a, surprise. a surprise. Always on Top mm -hmm. Chef. Yeah. Every iteration of Top Chef I've ever worked on Always is what I love about the show so much. We tell them nothing. Yeah. They know nothing. I mean, that and makes not, it so impressive how many yeah. ideas they had right away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, also, like you have to remember, a lot of the, ch the challenges that we drew from our old top chef challenges yes. right. so like they know they have a little bit of a knowledge about they, the thing once they find out what it is as you soon know as they I find mean? it out they a lot of them they just know immediately what is about to happen to them right, right. you probably should know going in if you get cast on a top chef thing that you should practice risotto at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, is there a challenge that you wanted to see or you've always wanted to be able to do that you weren't able to do either on this season or maybe like a one that got away for your whole career I mean, our whole career. Yeah, is it, um, is it like, oh, someday. Well, Kat, show my career, my whale. career is, <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of challenge shows. Um, I don't know if there's like one that's like, oh, that's the one that got away. Because I guess it's, you know, there's always a chance to get it back in. But I will say that Zoe and I went through 700 challenges mm -hmm. that had mm -hmm. been either Whoa. on either on the show or previously pitched and maybe never made it to a season. There is a crazy spreadsheet with every one of these challenges in it. And we whittled it down from, you know, those seven hundreds down to like what you see on, like what we thought were the best representation of, you know, of top chef and of, you know, the certain um, challenges we're used to seeing like a mise en place, those kind of things. Um, we boiled that all down to get to the challenges that we have, currently for top chef amateurs so was, was there was one though that you argued for and couldn't you couldn't physically work out or other people weren't as into or it was too dangerous <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like the one where they had a conveyor belt that was moving extremely fast with crabs oh my on God, it. we, we, we talked about that a lot we talked about that a lot conveyor belt but it was like again the COVID of it all made it so like we could only get certain things there in a certain amount of time right. so like sure. we didn't have time to build it but, but otherwise, that conveyor you next season. I'm sure there will be a conveyor we'll belt. Conveyor belt I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I've missed conveyor belt. I think conveyor belt was fought for pretty hard. I think there was a. I think what it was it canned goods or something like that. Canned goods. Yeah, and the canned food, goods. I think we're yeah. About a lot. Mm -hmm. Like there were just things that yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of voices and a lot of opinions and everybody has to get on the same page. And, so I think and that, the like, other thing is also like we you know, we have casting videos of people we know kind of in general what their skill levels are going to be, but then you don't really know until you get them in there. And so the contestants on the show truly like blew us all away with what their skill set was. And they went so much further than what we even thought they were capable of. 
that, um, you know, it kind of opens up to some of those challenges that feel more chefy and, and how do you take, you know, regular items and elevate them. Right. Think, so you after know. you filmed the first couple, you were like more calm about the rest of the challenges you had. You're like, they're going to be able to handle it. I mean, once we finish the season, I was. Yeah, exactly. Once we finish, I mean, look, everybody has there. We we also, you know, there's like people whose food may not have been as strong, but like their personalities were great, and we're like, they're just so awesome. Like, let's just get them on the show. So, like, we had to balance a lot of different stuff out when we were figuring out what people could do. Also, like, we were shooting two episodes a day, so we right. also had a time crunch. So, like, <laughs> yes. there were things that we would have loved for them to do, but it's like we don't have six hours. Yeah. For to sit and do whatever it is that it takes. So yeah, Top Chef, they, you know, for the, the actual chefs, when we do the real, the, the not the real show, but the main show, um, they, we have so much more time to play with. Whereas, you know, for this one, we had limitations. Yeah. Um, I, we have a really silly game that I want to pitch to you, but I want to see if okay. Esme, uh, <laughs> I love it. have anything first, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about before we do that? Oh, I, mean, I, uh, I do have one question because I got watching the episodes. I loved it, but there were a couple points where I was scared. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. That feels yeah. good. That's what we were going for. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the goal. So great. I always say lighthearted and fun, but scared is good. Scared is also acceptable. <laughs> well, no, like every time uh, on Top Chef, when someone pulls out a mandolin, I'm terrified that we're going to have a dawn situation oh, where, like, oh, my heart. <laughs> where they cut themselves and then like in one of the episodes one of the contestants was like cutting sh steak while Kwame was asking him questions I was like don't oh, ask him questions I can't don't. talk when I have a knife in my hand <laughs> I was so worried about fingers <laughs> so is there like are there are there additional words you have to go do with like regular people cooking and being on camera uh, I mean it's the same kind of worries you have with a professional moving too fast on camera really? when there's sharp things around. Do you guys I mean, feel the same thing with mandolins as the viewers I would, do? I, you said the word right now, and I just had like a yeah. huge reaction. Yeah, I hate so hurts in my throat. It's so scary. I'm Why do you allow them? There's one, I have one in my house in a box, and I will not touch the box because it's yeah. just too, it's too close. Here's the thing. The amateurs are actually way more careful than the professional chefs are. Oh, almost across the board because the professional chefs think they know everything so they're in there and they're like this is what i do every day blah 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 and like off goes a finger these people are scared good there's people next to them they're in a brand new environment like mm -hmm. i think that the, they're just so focused on the food so that they don't focus on everything else that's going right. on and freak themselves out so it actually ended up working in our favor that <laughs> I, they were yeah. amateurs I that think. That healthy respect uh, actually is what gave me one idea that I wanted to let you just, you guys can have this for free if you want for okay, next great. season. I would love yes. it if the second half of an episode, if you made them hour long, and the second half is Kwame has to go try to be a pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to like, that they do a little bit of job thing. switch. Mm. It's like the end the, and the both sides of it, yeah. yeah. Just a thought, just a, just mean, a possibility. Look, maybe, maybe that's a web spinoff or something. Richard Blaze in the CIA. Yeah, yeah I was Top <laughs> Chef Undercover. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. Um, um, Ez, I, what do you got? I got one. So, so uh, my wife had a, a burning question. Uh, so, when you're say like editing the packages, you know, uh, for you know, chef testants trying to like throw the viewer off the scent of who's going home, who's not. Is there like a, I don't know, a formula where we can say like, oh, we know this is like this is a uh, like a red herring. This one, or this is like, oh no, they got a call from family. This one's real. They're going home. Like anything like that, that you try to use to like make sure we know or don't know what's going on. On the regular season? Yeah, I mean, on, on 
On yeah, the later yeah. season, there's like longer versions of the red herrings, but this you yeah. still hide the ball a little bit from us about which one's winning, presumably. I mean, How much I, do you think about that? Definitely when shooting, we're always getting... Um, always trying to get options of how everyone's feeling because I think right. that when it comes to post, you don't want to say, Oh, Ezra won. It's not going to be interesting to watch. So, uh, you know, we're always conscious of that when we're going through judging and deliberation and making sure that we know, because inevitably there's always, there can always be a small critique and there's always a lot of positives. So we always make sure that we get that kind of um, that feedback from the judges so that we're, you know, telling an interesting story. Yeah. So you, you get the options when you're filming. So you could have, yes. you could hide the ball more or less depending on how it's looking in right. post. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Well, we don't know. That's the other thing about the show. Like, I feel like there's certain shows where it's kind of like the judges have their favorites and like blah, 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 blah. But like this show doesn't work that way. Like if your food is good, you will win. If your food is bad, you will go home. And like, that's just is what it is. And until we like the judges taste it and figure it out, like right up until that last second, it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. So then after that, the, we have to cover ourselves at the top of it because otherwise we won't have the content to make a show that is interesting to watch. So we basically have to make them both look like losers and winners from the beginning. Yes. yes. 100%. 100%. That's interesting. When you're watching it happen, when you're watching it unfold from your monitor in the back, do you can you tell right away who's going to win at this point since you've done this for so long? Uh... Not Whenever I do that, I'm, I'm always wrong. Oh, like, yeah. i almost always wrong. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have I, I had ideas about, like, who might win a matchup based on, like, who we put together and, like, blah, 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 blah. Just based on their casting videos, I'm like, oh, well, this person's food looks like this. This person's also really talented, but, like, I mm-hmm. don't know. And then we get in there, and they do something totally different. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the clock The clock is really what you're fighting. You know, yeah. there's plenty of people yeah. that can do that can cook beautiful food and given all the time in the world and all mm-hmm. of their resources. But if you tell somebody they have 30 minutes to do it, like, are you good enough at editing yourself down and right. being able to put and, something out there that still tastes good without having all of that access? Like that's and that's hard. And that's having, a skill set. Up. Yeah, and having the like the time management. I mean, I think that's one of the things that the mentors really helped with with the yeah. cast was because they're used to it. <laughs> So, and they were even like, oh my God, I feel like it's happening again. Like they were like thrown back into like when they were the last time contestants on the show. So they kind of really helped to keep our um, amateurs on point and and making sure they understood that like the time is going to go fast once you get started. And I think that was a really big teaching moment for to go from viewers of the show to like participating in it is the clock is kind of your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I will say though. Sorry to go back to your no, last question because I thought about this for a second. Like when I'm watching any any show, period. Like especially shows I didn't work on, competition shows. I feel like I can tell if somebody's going to go home if they're overly focused on yeah. their backstory. Yeah, <laughs> usually like I'm right. like, oh. So you're you're very either familiar with that. Either they're gonna win editing. or they're gonna lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's one yeah. or the other. But when yeah, you're watching it live, you have no idea. Yeah, no. When I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, like I have no clue. All right, I've so been, we're gonna... I've been shocked multiple times. <laughs> we're gonna have to let you go here in a second. So before we go, we would like to do something extremely silly with you, which is we'd like to try to have you play a quick challenge uh, game with us. So the idea here is that you well, are give on. Give him the name. Give him the yeah, name. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. We're, you are on a show now called Top Top Chef Producer, and we oh, have so a cute. quick fire, quick fire that you need to do. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. It's a team challenge. You're working together, but we are each going to give you one element that frequently appears in a challenge, and you guys need to pick two 
and create a challenge with that. So God. there's a lot of little elements that come in. There's a there there's sometimes there's a food element. There's sometimes a seasonality element or a local feature or a celebrity mm-hmm. tie-in or a product or something like that. So um, we're each going to come up with one piece. I'll I'll go first. We haven't actually planned out what we're going to pitch. So I'll, my the first thing that occurs to me is that you're going to we don't want to say any 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 brands or anything, but you're doing a crossover with a different competition show that features small stackable bricks for children. And so one of the elements is stackable brick products in some way. That's an option you could pick. Ezra, Mm -hmm. what are you going to add to this? Um, I want a uh, a extra difficulty, like a twist element. Um, So I want to have some kind of family member involved. Okay. So um, bricks and family members. Kyle, what else is going to be an option here? And I'll be really easy uh, just because lots of challenges or quick fires are uh, framed around like holidays. Fourth of July is coming up. So (laughs) perfect. Fourth uh, of July theme to the quick fire. Okay, so you have to pick of these three elements: Fourth of July, a family member, and bricks. Uh, you have to pick two of those and then construct a challenge that you would like to see um, chefs do for your quick fire, quick fire. And your time starts okay. now. <laughs> I've got cat. Okay, so wait, what are we doing? What are we gonna do? This is our our project. Where's the wine? That's part of our project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to do it without that. Yeah. I mean, I immediately, immediately, I'm just thinking they're building a pit outside yes. for the Fourth of July. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And their family yeah. is all going to be there. And I don't know, their mean aunt is a judge. Really? <laughs> yeah. Your judgiest family member is going to eat your yeah. pit. Judgy judges. No, cat. I feel like the family members they get are their, their younger family members. It's like under 10 that have to build uh... something for them. You know what I mean? They're like, they have to direct their like. Nieces yeah, and those nephews. are their sous chefs. Those are their oh. sous chefs, and those are the people building the pits, and they're like, they can't yeah. touch it. They don't have there's, to light the fire, but they can build it for them. There is nothing <laughs> like having small children build a fire pit. No, it's yeah, great. It's like yeah. you like people to be afraid for their lives when you're watching this show. Yeah, you and then everyone has to use mandolins, and that's their whole thing. <laughs> the whole. The whole today. The challenge that you have come up with is children <laughs> use mandolins outside while there's a fire going. We're very successful producers, so <laughs> I just want to make sure that's known. Yeah, I just you were that very clear there. that fear isn't a, a crucial yeah. part of your show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. Well, it's light. It's fun. You know? uh, Ezra Carl, how do you think we've done with this challenge? <laughs> I, I don't think we're winning on the top uh, podcast challenge producing uh, <laughs> one, but I do think uh, yeah our, our produced testants. Uh, yep. I would say five, five out of five uh, for, for me. Yeah, okay, absolutely. I think, and we we got to learn more about the wine related process of coming up with challenges, <laughs> and I think that was a good. As far as interview techniques, I don't know if we would have gotten there any other way. So I'm going to give yeah, us an extra point true. for that. That's okay. true. When it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and you're like, okay, we need to come up with something else. <laughs> How do you go. make mise en place fresh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's something you mentioned that 700 challenge database. Like, that must also be very intimidating to come up with something new for that. Well, well, every, well, you can't just present it as is. You kind of have to do a twist on it or it's not as interesting. So, like, we were really... We were out there. Some of our we were reaching at certain points. And we're like that, and then we'd wake up in the morning, like, yeah, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Um, Wait, top chef amateurs. Are you going to award them? You can, you have, you can say that you are top 
Top Chef producer. You have to, you have to yes, automatically. Please. Yeah. Please say yeah. it. You have to I mean, it's a little difficult because there's yeah. no one else to send home. You got to do it. But, yeah. but they are. Yeah. Cat, yeah. Zoe, you are top top chef, top producer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Wow. It's, it's an honor. Huge it's honor. An honor. You get to keep the jacket. Um, <laughs> you can't. It just went on behind me. I'm so crazy. <laughs> oh, there's probably champagne. <laughs> yeah, so I am. Help. I'm drinking champagne now, so I can come up with another challenge. Um, <laughs> there is, so Top Chef Amateurs is premiering this week, and it's on Thursdays on Bravo. Um, we... Uh, congratulations on the new series. We really look forward to seeing the rest of it. And thank you for talking to us. Thank you of guys course, for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Great. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's such fun. a great chat. <laughs>